You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Hey, everybody. I'm Cassie. And I'm Christina. We're from My Worst State. And uh, we just wanted to introduce you to our good friends, Katie and Nathan. And they asked us to let you know that they curse on the show. Ew. So if you hate cursing, you should get out of here. But if you love it like we do, stick around. Yeah. And if you really, really love it, then come check out our show. Again, it's My Worst Date. You're going to love us because gosh darn it, we do curse quite a lot over at My Worst Date. <laughs> so have fun today on Queen's Podcast. And then, you know, maybe afterwards, just come check us out for some bad dating stories. Cheers. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Katie. All right, all right, all right. Or as Matthew McConaughey would say, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, so I want to um, preface this episode with that we are having like some serious technical difficulties. Yes. <laughs> like my computer that we always record on just like straight up crashed yesterday. And safe I, mode only. And per- so, yeah, it'll only work in safe mode. I haven't since yesterday had a chance to... Bring it to a computer doctor or whatever. <laughs> um, PhD in computer doctoring. Yes. So if it's a little glitchy this week, we apologize. Bear with us. Bear with us. Today, Katarina Sforza. Katarina Sforza. Today. <laughs> Today. We just want to cheer. Because <laughs> she's a tigress. She is. She was known as the Tigress of Forley. And that's the place that she was a countess of. For Lee. She was like this badass bitch during the Italian Renaissance. She's a bad and bougie episode. She was not a queen, but no. she was a countess. So the, and is she bad and bougie ever? Oh, oh my god. Hello. Maybe the baddest and the bougie. I uh, know. I would not want to get in a bar fight with her. Mm-mm. So, Nathan, <laughs> what are we drinking today? So, this cocktail is called Lying with the Tigress. Um, it, it's rum, vermouth, uh, lime juice, and orange bitters. Um, it's a it it's a it's a drink. It's interesting. Guys. It's definitely not my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm so Katarina was one of my favorites though. So Katarina's far. been very interesting. Before we start, I want to give a big shout out to our listener Amy on Facebook. She, you know, before the last couple of episodes we've done, we've thrown up a hint on Facebook. 
Oh, yeah. And she guessed who it was this time. Yay, Amy. Woo! So I just wanted to give a big shout out to her. And she wanted to also give a shout out to the people going through all the tough times with all the hurt, with both um, Hurricane Harvey and Irma right now. What creeper names? Harvey and Irma. I know. What assholes. It's 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 not nice. Yeah, why don't they have normal names? <laughs> right? Why does it have to be some weird, creepy... Well, I mean, I guess they're running out of names for her. Now. <laughs> I don't even know. Anyway, so... Thanks for listening, Amy. Woo-woo. Shout out, cheers. Cheers to cheers. Amy. We have, we have plastic cups. We're drinking cups. out of plastic cups, so there was no clink. Sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Katerina, she was born, some say 1463. Yeah, some say maybe a little later in 1462. But definitely born in Milan right before the era of like the Italian Wars. So let's kind of set up Italy in the 1400s because yeah. I feel like we should explain that. It's a lot different. Yeah, I think we explained that in like our Lucrezia thing where it's just oh, a bunch of client city and the, states. The Borgias and the de Medici's, a la Lucrezia Borgia and Catherine de Medici, they're going to, sh- they're like that same time period, so those families are going to show yeah, up. Yeah, they're all life. intertwined. Yeah. So it's basically four regions that are really important here in oh, this There's a story. bunch of different regions. Yeah, but in this story but for in this particular, story... there's only four. Uh, and it's the Duchy of Milan, the Kingdom of Naples, Florence, and the Papal States of Rome. Did you know I was born in Naples, Italy? Born in Naples. I was born nice. in Naples. Well... A psychic once told me I would never go back. Because my dad was in the military. So, like, oh. yeah, we weren't just, like, on an ill-timed vacation or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but a psychic once told me I'd never go back. So I'm like, well, i got to go to Naples. But, like, there's really not anything that I really want to see in Naples. Oh, so she might be right. She might be right. No, there's, what's it, Pompeii is oh, real close to Naples. that would be cool. And I really want to see that. But besides that, everything else is like, oh, Naples has got good pizza. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Mr. <laughs> Boo. Oh. What you just heard is me reminding Nathan to use a coaster. Use a coaster on my furniture, bitch. <laughs> We're recording at my house. We're usually at Nathan's. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, we've set up the layout of Italy at the time. And now, you know, let's get to the Sforza family. Yeah, they were really prominent and wealthy were, at the time in yeah. Italy. Like, super prominent. Yeah, the, the name Sforza comes from the Italian word. Um, Sforzare? Sforzare is how I would assume it was said. <laughs> and it means to take something by force. So Yeah, um, they were brutal as if that, if that shows you what their reputation was like. <laughs> you know Leonardo da Vinci's big bronze horse? Yeah, that big, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's called sometimes the, the Sforza horse. Yeah, 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 they commissioned that. Her dad was the Duke of Milan. Nathan, you want to give a shot at this name? Galeazzo Maria Sforza. His middle name was Maria. Yes, how do you solve a problem like Maria? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was cray. problem like Maria. He was, he was a little cray. He the was Duke a, of Milan, he's gonna rape your wife. <laughs> so he was pretty fucking cruel and slutty and pretty much a tyrant. He raped a bunch of noble women um, and their daughters. He made, I read that he made a homeless dude like swallow a rabbit whole. I heard, I read that too. It was like some guy like begging for food and he was like, well, you can have this rabbit if you eat it whole with the fur and everything. And of course he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fur and everything. And then he had like some dude like nailed to his coffin before burying him. <laughs> but on the upside for Katarina, there's like no... Like by all accounts, he was a good dad, and he was yeah. really and he was really good to his wife and children. 
So, and his, like, mistress or whatever. Because Katerina was actually his illegitimate daughter. She was born to his mistress. Uh, Lucrezia. Lucrezia Landry. This is called. Landriani. Sure. Lucrezia. Another Lucrezia. That's such a pretty name. Yeah, it is. Lucrezia was actually the wife of one of his, like, best friends. And he had four children (laughs) with this woman. And I guess his best friend was just like, IDK, do we get money? (laughs) Right. Child support Um, for this? Hello. (laughs) Oh, and uh, her stepmother... Bono of Savoy. Yes. She uh, she was in our Elizabeth Woodville episode. Yeah, we talked about her in the Elizabeth Woodville episode. That's the... Um, so, Warwick, if you've listened to that episode, Warwick wanted um, Edward IV to marry Bono of Savoy. When that fell through, she married the Duke of Milan instead. So, that so many other queens tying into this yeah, episode. Yeah, in this episode, <laughs> it really does. And a nice little cute bow. But Bono of Savoy was... Amazing, like yeah, she, she was she was pious, but I mean, she was super loving. I mean, she adopted she, all of his yeah um, illegitimate children so that they would become legitimate, so they could what have a good woman. Lives. Yes, <laughs> she also Katarina was close to her mom Lucrezia as well. They were close their entire life, even though after he married Bona of Savoy, um, Katarina went to live in Milan in the court of Milan, so oh. she could learn how to be like proper lady and all that shit oh well speaking of like of course as with all of our queens education they all have not all of them them, but most of them Lucrezia Borgia is from the same time and her education was nothing to write home about but it was stylish in the renaissance time period to educate your daughters just as much as you did your sons and um the duke of Milan was like yes my daughters are gonna know how to run shit so she um, would have learned math. She would have learned religion. Um, she spoke many languages, Latin, one of them. Um, yeah. And also Milan was like like a lot of up and coming like thinkers. This is the time of like such great art, like amazing artists passed through and she got to know all of them. Yeah. And she's, she was really an extroverted and per type of person. Yeah. And she was very like easy to get along with. So mm-hmm. she really made these connections with these poets and philosophers and stuff. Absolutely. So from a young age, she like was like, okay, this is the crowd I want to be a part of. This is my crew. She was pretty hot shit, right? Oh God. She was a fine. She was tall, blonde, slim. Just that very like that look that they really went for. Oh, she... I mean, even even today, I think by today's yeah. standards, people would think she was I pretty. I mean, that one verified existing portrait of her, you can tell from that. that... Oh yeah. And a lot of times the thing from that time period, those portraits just look so dull and so like nobody looks like that. But I really think with hers, do you know the one I'm talking about? The one that's in, um, like, our main picture or Oh, whatever? yeah, yeah, that one. For this, uh, like, it, I feel like you can just tell, like, oh, that is a beautiful woman. Oh, hell yeah. She's yeah. gorgeous. And she was uh, actually engaged to Girolamo Riario uh, whenever she was 10. 10 years old. Um, Riario was, was, mom's was sister to the Pope. So his, he was. It was nephew to the Pope. Uh, quote, like, uh, every time I read a nephew to the Pope, I'm like, was that really the Pope's son? Yeah, like, maybe. But it was his sister's 
Yeah, son. So, so this one isn't legit. I would, th- I would think he's actually an actual nephew. But I could see. I mean, because the Pope always had mistresses, mm-hmm. and they didn't have birth control back then. <laughs> Newsflash. 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 <laughs> the fourteen hundreds birth control was pulling out and praying. Right. <laughs> pull out and pray. <laughs> pull out and pray for daylight. <laughs> so this was a pretty good marriage for her. The Pope was basically the King of Rome, the Holy Roman Emperor. Yeah. No, it wasn't <laughs> the Holy really. Roman Emperor. No. But Remember, he, listener Zelda taught us about taught the Holy us about Roman Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> but Rome was like a huge superpower at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I read one place that um, she he was actually originally engaged to um, Katerina's cousin. Mm. And, well, he definitely was engaged to Katerina's cousin first, but then he wanted to marry her really young, and the cousin was like, no, or the cousin's parents were like, no, you can't. You gotta wait until she's 14. And Katerina was like, I'll marry you early. I'll do it now. That's cool. So they were like, okay, Katerina instead. It's un... It's not clear whether they got married when she was 10 or 14, but they... Most likely waited until she was 14 to consummate the marriage because that was the age of consent then. But and I just vomited all, everywhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so disgusting! And not just because this drink is not not super nice. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help. It doesn't stop me from drinking. Though, they but. did have eight children um, together, six of which that like actually survived into. I adulthood. mean, that's a really good. Ratio for yeah, so that time. It was yeah. a good, successful marriage, especially on her part. She's just making babies. She making babies. <laughs> so a little bit about Girolamo Riario. Girolamo. Girolamo. Hey, Girolamo. How are ye? <laughs> um, he was the nephew of the Pope, like we said, Pope Pius IV. Um, he was said to be kind of a coward and mean and a little horny. Sounds like your dad. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he'd taken part in this conspiracy to overthrow the de' Medici family. And they were like the main power in Florence. Um, It failed. And so... Now we got bad blood. We used to be mad. Probably not mad blood before. No, no, no. But now they got bad blood. Hey! (laughs) For two people that vocally dislike Taylor Swift, we sing her songs a lot. Quite a lot. I mean, it's a love-hate relationship. They're they're catchy fucking songs. Yeah, they are. What can I say? Since, like, that fell through or whatever, back then, like, in... Italy, an eye for an eye wasn't just like a philosophy. That was like a way of life. It was a way of life. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> way to put it. Like, so if you try to kill somebody and it fails, you better know that somebody's going to come back on you later. So, foreshadowing. <laughs> so, what happens? Oh, her dad was assassinated about three years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, spoiler alert Erwan in this episode gets assassinated. Erwan in the club gets assassinated. Erwan in the club gets assassinated. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) So she goes to Rome in like 1477 and goes to live with her husband where she and her husband work in the service for the Pope for quite a Yeah, and this was a really exciting time to live in Rome. It was like up and coming city, hustle and bustle, metropolitan, like, and for somebody that was so outgoing and beautiful and young and just into having fun. This would have been a great place for her. Yeah, she totally became popular and just was accepted by all the nobility. And they're like, damn, this bitch is awesome. Everybody loved her. And her husband was like, so don't meddle in politics. And she was like, "Um, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. And became the unofficial (laughs) ambassador for Milan in Rome. 
LOL, bitch. LOL. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't. You need to speak up. I'm, not, I'm over here ambassadoring. <laughs> I'm too busy to deal with your bullshit. <laughs> so while in Rome, she had at least two children, um, daughter Bianca and son Ottaviano. Uh, Ottaviano. Ottaviano. I love that, like, a son doesn't necessarily have to be named after his father. Right. Like, it's... I love because, like, when we do the English or the Spanish or the French shows, they it's, like, always... it's like 700 Louis, 800 Edwards, and it's like, oh, I don't know, any, there's no other Ottavianos in this show. Uh, so, <laughs> we're, we're simple and easy today. Yes, yes. <laughs> in 1481, they were given the titles Count and Countess of Forley. And the lordship of Imola? Is that how you say Imola. 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 So, shortly after, in 1484, the current Pope, Sixtus IV. Whoa, that was hard. Sixtus IV. Sixtus IV. Somebody's had a little bit too much to drink. I'm really on drink one, man. I don't know. This shit's going to go nuts. By the end of the episode, we're going to be like, I don't know. This is Italian. So after the Pope dies, shit no. goes crazy. Shit Y'all, goes- it's like it's like a Pope had never died before. People are looting. They're like, <laughs> they're like killing each other in the streets. They're like, it's anarchy. <laughs> I, like I kept thinking, I don't know why. I kept thinking of in the Lion King. You know, whenever Scar is singing his song about like killing Mufasa. Oh yeah. And the hyenas go. Who needs a king? No king, no king. king. So I feel like they were like, no pope, no pope. Gotta kill everybody. (laughs) And Cat Cat is pissed. She wants to oversee all this shit these cardinals are going to do. So the cardinals need to come in town. So like when a pope dies, all the cardinals come from, because you've got like all over Europe. Yeah, they got to come pick a new pope. Yeah, so they all come to Rome to pick a new pope. What's it called? The papal conclave. So they all head into Rome, and but Katerina has um, poached herself. She ta- she took this fortress. It's a castle at Saint Angelo, um, Castel Sant'Angelo. Sant'Angelo. Well, the thing about Saint Angelo is that you can directly see the Vatican. So you don't strategi- have to be in Rome. Strategery. Strategery. <laughs> you don't have to be in Rome, but you can. You it like direct view up on a hill see the vatican see what's going on and all these cardinals were like um i'm nervous about us all meeting at the vatican to do our conclave because that crazy sforza bitch is watching us and she might like attack us and kill us did did we mention that she was only 21 years old at the time and seven months pregnant she's seven months pregnant pregnant. taking over a fortress (laughs) and scaring all these what a bad and bougie bitch the most powerful men in the world are nervous because she's watching them Uh, that is badass she is oh my god i don't understand let me digress for a hot little second katie how many times do you have to digress i digress all the time. <laughs> but um, whenever I research somebody, I like to listen to podcasts about them, like when I drive to work or on my run yeah, or prepared. whatever. There are no, I could not find a single podcast episode about Kat- Katarina really? Sforza. I went onto YouTube to look there. 
I could not find like a good biogra- biography about Katarina Sforza. And the, th- the sad thing is, is she's so fucking amazing. I don't understand how there aren't so many like, movies and TV shows. I me, mean, she's in the Borgias. That yeah, we love, she's in the Borgias. Which we've both discussed yes. how much we love that show. And she's probably the <clears throat> most interesting character in that show. In my opinion, yes. Um, and I think she's in, because when I Googled her, a lot of times I found, is Assassin's Creed a video game? Yes. She's like a character in a, a video character. game. How this woman doesn't have so much media about her blows me away. I know, she's like she's, super feminist. She is super so feminist. interesting. Anyway, let's get back on path. <laughs> so she's seven months pregnant. She's taken over this fortress where she can see what's going on with all the cardinals. And all the most powerful men in the world are scared of her. Yeah, the Cardinals just say, okay, Cat and Company, you can just keep your land over Imola and Forley. Oh, oh yeah, and P.S., your husband is the Captain General of the Church. They like, <laughs> they appoint him, but it's kind they of like... They just let her do it. They're like, here's some money. And they gave her 8,000 ducats, I think uh, it was. Yes, yes. Like, um, which I didn't look up the ducat to USD. US dollar. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did, but, did we adjust for inflation? But it's probably a good amount of money for it to be mentioned, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so they were like, fine, just don't attack us. Here's this money. You keep your shit. Just get, just leave us alone. Let us do our thing. And her husband was like, cool. And she was like, not cool. No. <laughs> what are you talking about cool? We've still got to do. And so it took him about a week to like talk her off the edge and actually like Make her come out of... she's fierce. Because she is so fierce. And she's like, fine, I'll go have my baby. God damn it. Because <laughs> at this point, she must be like nine months pregnant. Like, uh, right. Um, to get to the fortress that she was at, um, or the... What was it? The Castle of San Angelo? Yeah. They had to um, cross the Tiber River. <laughs> which she did on horseback. Pregnant. Seven months pregnant. Like, if I'm a little too full and somebody's <laughs> like, do you want to go for a walk? I'm like, no. no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could not me? imagine. Oh, my God. I'm going to get... Anyway. <laughs> so, so, they... so that just shows you... So she's she is a force to be reckoned with from her... That is her very first conflict to take on. First of many. <laughs> yeah. No. To take on. And she just shows from the get-go that she is a bad ass. Bitch. So they move back to Forley and Imola area, not to be confused with the Ebola area. It does sound like Ebola. But yeah, that's kind of how I remember oh. how to say it. But, you know, you got to quarantine those bitches. Um, <laughs> shit didn't get calm once they moved there. It got worse. Her husband just became this, like, shitty ruler. So, like, he gets there, and first he's like, you know what? No taxes for anybody. And everybody's like, cool. But then the city completely runs out of money gee wonder why because that's what taxes that's that's how it works and then he started to like seize their property and imposed all these really big taxes now like what the fuck dude he was not he was not good at counting and obviously (laughs) well no because he was a count (laughs) so he wasn't good at being a count but also apparently also not good at counting. Not counting either. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so there were like several upbringings that tried to overthrow them. But Kat was like, oh, no, hell no. Y'all gone up and did it. 
Y'all gone up and did it. No. Y'all uh, gone up and did it. Which you. is um, exactly how they spoke in Renaissance. Italy. Yes, they did. <laughs> so, I mean, she was like, bitch, bye. And she squashed that fucking rebellion. Hey, you know what we haven't had in a while? What? A story about an assassination. Assassination. So, since taking over Forley in 1484, um, her husband had six attempts on his life. Good God. <laughs> and you know what? Eventually, someone actually did it. The assassination is believed to have been carried out by the Orsini family. Yes. I read that it was like somebody stopped him while he was on his way to like some thing. I was like, pull over on your horse or whatever. Help me deal with this whatever. And he like pulled over and they stabbed him in the groin. Oh my God. And then stabbed him in the chest. And then like took off on their horse. So, yeah. So that's how he died. And her mom and two of her half-sisters, one of the hubbies, bastard kids, and Kat's six children, all were taken captive by the Orsini family. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And And what in the fuck? What what were they thinking that she's just going to be like, okay, cool, you took my kids? I mean, she had a little bit of a reputation going at this point, but maybe they didn't realize who the fuck they were messing with. Yep. Will you pass me the drink? Yes. Here's y'all drink, girl. Pull me a drink. She, needless to say, gets her revenge. So, oh, I love this part of the story. This the the castellan of her main fortress won't surrender, and he tells her captors, like, look, okay, let me go talk. So a Castilian is like the guy, he's like the manager of your castle, yeah, basically. Yeah, like he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. His so she, name was T- Tommaso Feo. Tommaso Feo wouldn't surrender, and she's like, "Look, look, look. Let, let me, let me, let me go talk to Tommy. We'll get this let me talk away. some sense to Tommy." And the people, the Arsini, let her do it. Yeah, because they had her kids. Yeah, they were like, "We've got six of her children. She's not." gonna fuck around and then once she gets into the fortress she's like fuck no suckers she's like no way um you better surrender give me back my shit otherwise we're gonna kill you i've got all the forces here they threaten to kill her kids and this is the like if you ever if you ever just google katarina sforza the one thing you're gonna learn about her is this defining moment they're like whatever if you don't give up your castle, we're going to kill your kids. So she lifts up her skirt and she says, and this is the quote, do it. If you want to, you know what? Hang them in front of me. I have right here what it takes to make more children. And she grabbed herself by the pussy. Like ah. she, li- and like, so if this is legend, if this actually happened, I'm not, it's one of those things where it's like, it's how always, much of it yeah. actually happened? But even if it didn't happen, what kind of reputation did she already have to have to, get to say that. that she did this kind of shit? That is so awesome. Like, this one is like, they're, they're threatening to say, oh, we're going to kill your kids. And she's like, bitch, Do I it. can make more of them, ho. Like, Do I got the goods. I got, any man can enter me and we'll have some babies. And so then she sent, like, while she's there, like, holding the fortress and the Rossini have her kids... She sends out this um, letter to all of the prominent families in Forley. And she says, My people, people of Forley, I tell you to punish and kill all enemies. For (laughs) it, I will consider you my good brothers forevermore. Do not hesitate to act and fear nothing, because the deed will benefit you and your children. And if you fail to act... 
You will regret it in a few days. In a few days. <laughs> not like in ready. the future, like like the day after tomorrow. I'm gonna kill you. Fucking sorry. <laughs> the Orsini brothers like realize that the they realize the people in Four Lady aren't for them. Yeah. And they're so losing the, power to And they're like, this. okay, you know what? Let let's exit stage left. <laughs> and but first, jazz hands. Jazz hands, exit stage left. Bye. <laughs> but first we kill the kill our kids and so they um put in the order to kill the kids but the guys that were guarding like the guards of the children they wouldn't kill cat's kids they were like oh no she's already threatened our children i'm not killing her kids absolutely not if i kill her kids then she's gonna kill my kids and my family and my extended family but i mean you know what fair enough on the guards part i mean right what would you have done (laughs) right and now it's time for cat to run this shit so after hubby's death Cat's the regent to her older son. Yeah, Octaviano would be like five years old, yeah. so he couldn't rule. So it made sense for her to be um, the ruler. So she settles in, she becomes regent, and she looks around and goes, you know what we need? We need revenge. <laughs> 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 they, so her and her uncle went after all of the conspirators and their families to squash any sort of that killed rebellion. her husband. You know, anything yeah. that, and, and even the people that conspired to like capture her children and all that. She yeah. was like, Oh, bitch is gonna get dead. Bitch is gonna get dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bitch is gonna have my money. Is that what you were? Yeah, but okay. like but it was bitch is gonna get dead, but there weren't enough syllables. <laughs> <laughs> so her first official act as Lady of Forley was to to get revenge on their murders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and anyone that was like even kind of involved in it was imprisoned. And then they would have she had their wives and ch- wives and children in prison. There weren't any mass executions this time, but it was just um, foreshadowing there this time. But they were all in prison. They had all the nice houses of traders ransacked and gave like the goods in the house to the poor. I mean, that's I kind of cool. That's a way to win. I mean, that's a way to win, like, some affection. Yeah, if you got to punish people. somebody, then, like, steal from the rich and give to the poor. So, besides all the revenge, which, but I do need to, I feel like we need to reiterate that um, in Italy, then, it that was what you did. Yeah, if, it was. It was an eye for an eye. If somebody killed your husband, you killed their kids or whatever you know like it was, it was. An eye for an eye. you're absolutely right. it's a way of life yes <laughs> um so all in all she was like a pretty good leader of for really like, honestly she was she took she a, trained the military she like that i know was, that was unprecedented for countesses or duchesses yeah or i read she was like totally into armory and the military she, like, she loved active it. stance in the military and like their training which is really cool and she of course like a lot of our other queens that we've done she's arranging marriages yeah. and political alliances yeah. that just goes with the territory of being a powerful woman at that time absolutely and when it came to like non-personal state matters she was pretty level-headed and seemed mm-hmm. kind of normal for everybody. Yeah, it's just when it was done. personal shit, when it was about her she family. She went crazy. That she'd go crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, can you blame her? Can you really blame her? But then the new pope died. Oh, that's and Pope ro- Sixtus the Um And then Rodrigo Borgia becomes pope. Lucrezia which, Borgia's dad. The pope daddy. 
Pope Daddy. Pope Daddy becomes oh my God. Pope. This, this Pope. If is you haven't black. listened to Lucrezia Borgia's <coughs> episode, so this is Lucrezia Borgia's dad, and throughout that episode, we called him Pope Daddy. And so it just feels natural to call him Pope, Pope Daddy. Because so. he, he was the only Pope that was like openly, well, the first one to be openly a daddy. Right. These are my kids. <laughs> <I love them. laughs> this is, these are my kids. And, and also go back and listen to Lucrezia Borgia because she's super she's, she's super fascinating. Cool. But anyway, so Pope Daddy became Pope. And at first, Katarina was like, cool, because her and her first husband had like hosted him, like, balls and dinners for him when he was just a cardinal they were so they, they were chummy they were chummy so she's like cool my friend's pope this is gonna be good <laughs> lol foreshadowing it wasn't always good not always good <laughs> so france they wear the pants and they do that funky dance france um, wears the pants and they do the that funky, funky dance, dance. <laughs> that <laughs> is hilarious french King Charles VIII declares he's the rightful ruler of Naples. For some reason. Because he wears the pants and he does the funky dance. (laughs) All these different dynasties are all related to one another across Europe. So it's so confusing sometimes. So I try, I would like, I did try to look up like, okay, why did Charles of France think that he had... Like he the right to Naples, and and like I just got so confused. So for some confusing reason, the King of France was like, "Naples is mine now." Uh, uh, Naples already had a king named Ferdinand. Yeah. So why are you infringing on my shit? Don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. <laughs> um. So Cat is in like a little bit of a sticky situation because her family, aka the Duke of Milan, sided with the King of France. And the Pope sided with the King of Naples. And so, like, what do you pick? Your family or the fucking Pope. (laughs) So when they march through, because you have to go through Fort Lee to get to Naples. It's just a geographical thing. She, she like, shouts out to Naples, like, hey, I need help. And they don't respond. Well, she's like, well, fuck that And so shit. she's like, vive la France! <laughs> it's like, whatever. I am siding with France, because you ignored my call for help. So now, her and the Pope... Which, have, fair enough. Yeah, I, I would too. Fair I would enough. Too. If they're not gonna respond to you when you're trying to help them help themselves... Fuck you, yeah. Pope. So vive now they got the France. bad blood. <laughs> Katarina's got lots of bad blood. Do you think Taylor Swift would let us use her song for the intro to this How, isn't it you can use like 13 seconds without having to pay royalties or right, something right, like like t swift dear t swift we talk a lot of shit dear t swift <laughs> we do not like you but your song fits very well <laughs> oh I'm, gonna write, I'm gonna tweet at her oh my god i should tweet at her anyway, <laughs> so, anyway the tigress falls in love our, so, our little cat woman falls in love so she's a widow and she's fighting all these battles on her own and you remember Tommaso Feo um, um, the Castilian the Castilian from earlier he had like a little brother and she married his younger brother Giacomo Jack I don't know Uh, every time I look at it I just see guacamole 
Guacamole. I don't really. Let's just call him guacamole. Can we just call him guacamole? Guacamole. Guacamole yeah. <laughs> Theo. <laughs> guacamole Theo and got so they, married to, to. But no, they married in secret. Like, oh, that's no right. one knew they were actually married. Because she Everyone, could lose, she could lose her regency if she yeah, did that. Yeah, like, because she would like lose her he power. was a he was a nobody. It's one thing if you marry somebody from another powerful family, but he's a nobody. But he's a nobody, and if the people don't trust the person you're marrying, they could because the people gave her the regency, they could take it back just as easily. So ah. married him in secret. And they had a baby. They had a baby, which they named Carlo after King Charles of France. And they all thought he was a bastard because obviously the marriage yeah, was no, nobody, nobody and they knew were they like, were married. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess Katarina's having getting bastards. That, getting that shit. Um, she getting that D. But Guacamole wasn't a nice man. No, he was fucking cool. He wa- I think he really used her. Yeah. Like, and at one point he even slapped a Taiviano, like, in public, in front of everybody, the oh actual, the, like the the son <coughs> that she is acting in, in regency for. Holy shit! And like everybody was too scared to even Do apprehend him for yeah. it. So that just goes to show you how fucked up he must have been, how yeah. brutal he must have been, and how Katarina just like I really feel, I feel like she was a really smart woman, but when it came to matters of heart. Her heart took over her brain. Yeah, and I so when it that. came to like, I love this. She went man. into beast mode too yeah. easily. So she did go into beast mode too easily. So I feel like um, she was like, I love this man. Anytime by someone's being like, um, he beat the shit out of my son for no reason. She'd be like, No, I don't believe. No, she'd be like know. Mariah Carey. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know her. I don't know her. So, Katie, mm-hmm. know what we haven't talked about in a while? What? An assassination. An assassination. He's gonna get assassinated. assassinated. <laughs> because that's what happens in Italy in the 1400s. So, tr- true to form, shady bitches end up... <laughs> Bad blood. Oh my god, we need to use that tea sweat, please. Tea sweat, please. Uh, True to form, these shady ass bitches end up assassinating him later on. You know, so like the whole um, guacamole. We're talking about the way guacamole was assassinated. Is so um, (laughs) he was cut up. He was 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 cut up, chopped up with some tomatoes and onions, and a little bit of lemon or lime. Sprinkle some lime juice on it. (laughs) Call it a day. No. So the way he was assassinated was. Katerina, her oldest daughter, Bianca, and him were going out hunting. And then when they came back, like, um, you know, and they've, it's just obviously not the three of them. They've got, like, like a hundred other people going out yeah, hunting yeah. with them or whatever. And so they were riding back at the front of the line. He was riding back at the end of the line. And somebody just basically cut off. Like, where he was riding, they were like, hey, hey, no, we need to stop you for something. And... We need to stop you to kill you. And we need to stop you to stab you quite a few times. And And so he died. After that, who goes crazy? Because, like we said, like, her heart overrules her brain. Oh, my God. She gets fucking pissed. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. (laughs) So... She had, like, everyone that she even kind of suspected about being involved in the assassination 
apprehended. Yeah, they did kill her first two fucking husbands. Well, but, but... I don't... The first husband they killed out of, like, revenge for another... Like, whatever. This one they legitimately did not like. This one they killed because he sucked at being a leader. And, he sucked at life. <laughs> um, but again, whenever it comes to like state matters, she's level-headed. When it comes to personal matters, she loses her shit. Yeah, she had everyone that she thought was involved tortured and executed. She killed. had their wives tortured and executed. Mistresses tortured and executed. She even had some children executed. Ugh. Oh, God, I hope not tortured. This, oh my god, this this attack just... Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Hello, everyone. It's here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Left her people. Her people were like, her people were like, uh, again, they were like Mariah Carey. I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know her. her. (laughs) No. But does she ever get married again? Of course she does. She's Katarina's thoughts. No, but so she meets this guy that, I mean, he looks kind of cute from his picture, Yeah, right? his name is Giovanni di Pier Francesco de' Medici. So he's actually, so he's from the de' Medici family, but he's actually, um, like, left the family. He's a defector because he thought they were too crooked. So he went by the last name of Popolano. Yeah, which meant commoner. So I think that's he almost, was- I feel like that's kind of like admirable like yeah he, went, he gave up his he was like you know what i don't agree with what my family's doing so i'm gonna take the surname commoner and the medicis at the time are like bank yes the iron no bank. they are the ba- they are the iron bank oh my god i haven't thought about that they game of thrones <laughs> the medicis are the iron bank they, are. they totally the, are they're the lannisters they're the lannisters oh my goodness anyway <laughs> <laughs> no spoiler alerts Wait. with Game of Thrones. <laughs> Unless you want to. No. We should do no. a Thrones episode. We should. We anyway. should. That would be fun. Anyway. So, um. This she... time her and her family are like for the fucking Yes. The, they're, they're for it and she doesn't have to hide anything. 
Because he's from a prominent family, she's from a prominent family. Why? It's a fucking love match. And they love each other, and he's not psycho. This is like her first husband that was like a nice guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> the first guy that she's fallen for that's like a nice guy. And so she gives birth to her last child. Yeah, uh, his name, okay, forgive me. <laughs> but his name is Giovanni della Badanera. Well, okay. So let's <laughs> How the just, fuck do you say it? <laughs> the dad's name was Giovanni. His name was Giovanni. Let's just call him Giovanni Part Deux. Part Deux. Deux. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the last kid she had. And soon after her third husband's died, this time he actually died of natural causes. He, he died, didn't get assassinated. He died of like the flu. No assassinations. Yeah, time so woo! They were only married like a year, which I know, is that a fucking so thing. <laughs> That's like the love of her life. I don't. And I don't, she actually loved him. Like she, no, he was a decent guy. I don't feel like any one of her husbands was the love of her life because her first no. husband, she was ten. Yeah. She didn't get it. Her second husband, she, because back then it was just a very common thing of like you marry who we tell you the first time, the second time you get to choose your husband with like royal marriages and shit. So, she just chose Verrong. <laughs> Verrong. And this one, it may have been the love of her life, but they were only married for a year. So much shorter than all the other yeah. ones. So, But she's still in charge of Forley and Imola. Yeah. There's all this political shit going on between the battles of the Duchy of Milan and the Kingdom of Naples, and she tried to stay neutral. Like, Machiavelli. She's like Switzerland. Ma- she was trying to be Switzerland. <laughs> and remain neutral. Machiavelli rolled up and was, like, talking to her about what was going on. And, and he's even, like, damn bitch, this bitch is fierce. He was, fierce. He was even like, whoa, don't mess with this chick. Um, so... The old king of France died. Charles died. And so now there's a new king of France. Oh, guess Louis what? The His 12. name is Louis. Because uh, they're all oh, fucking named Louis. Or Charles. Or Charles. Or Henri. 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 <laughs> That's about all you get. This new king was like, so now this new king is claiming Naples, but he's also claiming Milan. And Kat's like, no. That's um, my family. Milan is my shit. Get up off my nuts. Milan belongs to me. (laughs) And so, yeah, she's like, no, it's for me and my family. But the Duke, like, of Milan flees and leaves. No, he hightails it out of there. He's like, no, I'm good. And so the Pope's like, the Pope... And Katarina had been on the same side before. And so now Katarina's like, no, Italy for Italy. And the Pope's like, viva la France. And like fucking Louis just strolls in and takes everything, whatever. And the, uh, the Pope just supports the French king for some reason. And in return for his support, the French king gave Katarina's lands to the Pope's son, Cesare Borgia. Oh my god, can we talk about Cesare? Cesare Borgia. Psychic detective. <laughs> Cesare. Cesare. Oh. Uh, in, in 1499, this fucking bitch, Cesare Borgia, lays siege on her castle. Like, as hot as he is in the Borgia. It's just, it's, it's, it's he's so. He's kind of a dick. It's such a complicated situation. A like, war dick. Whenever, <laughs> it's a war dick. When I, like, I mean, reading about these people and their claims and this and that, it is so 
complicated to think like, okay, why do these people now have control over this over man, something yeah. that her family has controlled for over years, hundreds of years? But it was basically like the king of France rolled in, made buddies with the pope. I was like, all right, pope, pope daddy, your son Cesare, these are his lands. So he rolls in, and she is. What about it? No, not surprisingly. Allegedly, there was this like whole plot that she had to like poison Pope Daddy. You know, Alexander the Sixth. I feel like I need to. uh, If you can hear my dogs barking, I'm so sorry. (laughs) We don't usually record at my house, but we are tonight, and the dogs are barking. (laughs) Dogs are barking. I'm gonna let them in, Nathan. You've got this. Okay. So Cesare sends a message that he's going to pay her ten thousand ducats to retire quietly. Fuck no. So she in turn tries to have him kidnap Cesare, which failed. I mean, because he's Pope Daddy's son. Um, and Imola and Forley was fucked as well. Catwoman was a fucking bad and bougie. Bad and bougie. <laughs> she, bad wore, and bougie. she wore her own armor, mm-hmm. like we said. She's mm-hmm. like kind of into that shit. So she wore her own armor and defended... Ravaladino again against Chessere up until like fifteen. So Chessere was like, um, here's ten thousand ducats. Just shut up and take our deal. And she's like, nah, I'm gonna train my own troops and train my own militia and mm. get your ass. She's like, Mm-mm. so she tried to have him kidnapped because she knew he was coming in for her. So she was like, no, I'm not making this deal, and I'm gonna have you kidnapped. But unfortunately, it failed. Well, because I mean. The power of the Pope. <laughs> the power of Pope compels you! <laughs> I love it. Is this like an exorcist moment? Absolument. Absolument. <laughs> so she becomes a prisoner of the Borgias because yeah. this attempt failed disastrously because, I mean, come on. You're trying to go up against the Pope. The Pope's going to win every time. The Pope! Uh, oh, the Pope! Uh, he wins every time. <laughs> So, but first, she locked herself up in one of her palaces. And she was like, you will never fucking take me alive. And the people of Italy were, like, writing songs about her. Like, songs and poetry and just, like, gossip about... This is when she earned the title, the Tigress of Forlì. Oh. This is when they were like, she will not be taken alive. It comes from she, a song. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, like, from one of the songs that people wrote about her. And Shh, fuck yeah, she's amazing. She was like, I'm going to keep fighting. No, you will not take me alive. So she absolved all her lords and all of their pledge of fealty Well, because her. like she she sent out a letter to Forley, the, the, the folks of Forley. The folks? The folks of Forley. She was like, hey guys, so. BT dubs, all, I'm locked up in this castle. BT dubs, <laughs> we got all these people attacking us. Love you. Do you want to fight or do you want to surrender? Do you want to fight? Do you want to fight? Do you want to fight or do you want me to go to bed? Do you want um, to that's fight? a shout out to Nicole. Nicole, if you're listening, do you want me to fight or do you want me to go to bed? But anyway, um, so she was like, do you want to fight or do you want to surrender? And they, n- nobody wrote her back saying we want to surrender, but they didn't immediately say we want to fight. So she took yeah. that hesitance, hesitance as being like, no, they 
this isn't the way, this isn't the right way to go. Yeah. So she surrendered. To the French. <laughs> God damn it. And French law actually, like, forbids a woman uh, being, being a prisoner held of war. Prisoner. Yeah. yeah. And eventually the French did hand her over to Chesare. Like, after, they kept her for a while. Like, it was basically her crying sanctuary. Yeah. Being like, I surrender, but only to the French. It's like the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Because they don't torture women. Or sanctuary! Whatever. Sanctuary! <laughs> and so they kept her as, um, like, uh, Hostage or whatever. And apparently they did all this, like, demeaning shit to her. Like, not sure exactly what... I saw that in your notes. I didn't find that anywhere. I, I saw some, like... Like, they were like, oh, they... Tor-. But, of I course, bet- this is another one of those situations where it's, like, folklore and tales. I bet, and- though, that if they did do demeaning things to her, it was more like demeaning things to her character. Yeah. Like, I don't think... Like I mean, making the Swartzes, her like the Schwartzes were still fucking powerful family. Well, I, would I don't think, think they would like would make like her like eat off the her. ground and like you know like make I her eat know. off the floor. So we don't know exactly what that entails. I think it's more like demeaning things that you and I wouldn't necessarily think were demeaning, yeah. or they'd be like, "So your family is poor now, <laughs> <laughs> right?" Yeah, no, and it right. makes her go, "Oh no!" And it makes us be like, "Yeah, my family's always been poor." What right, are you talking right. about? What are you talking about? So she tries to escape, and she wasn't so successful. She's not that. successful. Um, and she she's like, like, she's like middle aged by modern day standards at this point. So and where is she? Like, where is she imprisoned? Castel Saint Angelo, oh, like full circle. So she's like, I know this place, Saint Angelo. Like this is where I look at fucking Rome. Yeah, from a, the Vatican from a hilltop. Like fuck you, bitches. So, and the only way that she was able to like regain her freedom was to renounce all of her yeah. titles, everything, because that's what the Borgias wanted. They're greedy. They were like, fuck. just renounce your titles, and we'll keep you. Out of being a prisoner. And what's Hashtag she did. And she did. <laughs> what's fucked up though. Um, so her youngest son Giovanni. With her last husband. She lost custody of her son. Because she was a prisoner. Oh damn. I know. Fucked up right. So like when she retired to Florence. was Which was the de Medici holding. She was. Uh, she had to go to court. To get her son back. Wow. And like. The Pope ended up signing like a declaration being like okay she wasn't she she didn't lose custody of her son for being a bad mother she lost custody of her son for like things beyond her power she got it in writing yeah no (laughs) so she got her so so she retires to florence which is the de medici holding she lived in her last husband's like family estates um but she didn't have the allowance that she was used i mean she went from being the duke of milan to the Countess of Forley, to now being like a third son of the Medici's widow. She did get to spend a lot of time with her kids. No, which is she really did. good. So she got the custody of her son back, and she all, all her whole family. When the shit hit the fan, she sent her family to Florence, and I think that does speak a lot for the De Medici family. Yeah, Actually, they does. were like, they were like, okay, our cousin like renounced this family. 
but his family's coming here now and we're going to protect them. You know? It's it's, uh, it's really, like, the, the Medici family is really good. But yeah. But anyways, anyways, when, uh, so, spoiler alert, the Pope dies, Pope Borgia. <laughs> I mean, um, It's going to happen. Everybody uh, dies. It's 14-something, so somebody's dead. Uh, Cesare po- was kicked out of power. They were like, your dad's dead? You got nothing here. And Get out. She tries to get her and her son's place back. Oh, my God. This is so sad to me, though. Like, she tries to get... She's like, okay, Cesare doesn't have claim on Forley anymore. So, let our family come back. And the people overwhelmingly voted for... No. Yeah. We don't... And it wasn't that they didn't want Octaviano, her, her son. They more voted for... we don't want the countess coming back i think that goes back to like when she murdered a bunch of yeah, a bunch of babies the, yeah that yeah. probably has something to do with it i think my... that has something to do with the people's opinion but here. she was fierce to her she last didn't take any prisoners she moment. she was not gonna be a prisoner she was gonna be she grabbed herself by the pussy she like. did <laughs> so in uh 1509 she she died yeah, she died of like liver problems, peritonitis, and pleurisy. Like fuck. So if, if Mother Nature's gonna take you down, like this bitch was bad enough that do she it needed in like style. She needed three diseases, not so, just one, three. Um, <laughs> she was a tigress. She she had like made. She became a patron of this one abbey and like was like bffs with these nuns and in her retirement that's like where she lived where she hung out that's the place that would like she really made her own and a few days before she died um she knew she was dying and this monk came in to take like her final will and testimony and she said if i could write my story i would shock the world Ugh. What does that mean? So that means I feel like that's that why mean, I feel like a, a podcast that hasn't been about sports. Like, how is that not a thing yet? But I also feel like that leaves so many things open to interpretation. Like, does that mean I would have shocked the world because of the things in my personal life you don't know about? I would have shocked the world because of my determination. All of I, the above. D. All of the above. I want. <laughs> if that question's I ever want, on, it. I still want Katarina to shock. The world. I know. If that question's on a Scantron, I'm selecting D. All of the above. All of the above. (laughs) Scantron. Scan it through the Scantron. 90s kids saying, what? What? (laughs) Anyway. So thanks for listening. That's Katarina Sforza. I think she's fucking amazing. (laughs) Me too. Like, love her. Like, I, again, I will say it again. I do not want to get in a bar fight with her Mm. at all. Mm. (laughs) She would cut a hoe. So Nathan, (laughs) how can they reach us? Uh, you can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. You know what? If you have anyone you want to hear, which really, like, I feel like we've now done three women from Italian Renaissance, and I don't know who else to do from Italian I Renaissance. Know. So if there's someone you want to hear from the Italian Renaissance, you can tweet us at queens underscore podcast. Um, we're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can follow us on iTunes at Queen's Podcast. Oh, one word. Queen's Podcast. Wish together. Don't put a space, dude. <laughs> and, and follow us on uh, Facebook at Queen's 
Space podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Normal wording. Um, so our music is by Case Sparks, and it's featuring Beyond Belief. I love that song. Thank you so much for letting us use your song. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you Thank next you time. Thank you so much. Love you, bitches.